0: I always wanted to know who the best player was on tour, simply because I wanted to actually work as hard. And then I ran into a, a little guy by the name of George Newton out of Canada, and I watched him hit the golf ball. I watched him with the white stance, taking the club back way inside, releasing the club. One of the greatest ball strikers i have ever seen. Hello, and welcome to the Michaela Golf Podcast, and the emergency Michaela Golf Podcast. I'll come to the reason why in a minute, but first... A quick reminder, if you haven't got your copy of the brand new edition of McKellar Magazine, please go to McKellarMagazine.com and purchase a copy. If you have already got your copy, then why why don't you try uh, issues three, four, five, and six, all still available on the website. Uh, that's McKellarMagazine.com. Anyway, on with the show. I am joined, because it's an emergency podcast, we had to call in our proper, proper heavyweight, Mr. Mike Clayton. How are you doing, Mike? I'm good, Lance. I'm in Holland, believe it or not. Mm. I could tell that by the clogs you're wearing there, Mike. Um, Jeff Shackenford, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm I'm glad to be back,
1: but uh, I'd love to be in Holland too. That sounds lovely. I'm sure uh, you're looking at some good golf courses. Well, we looked at the Hague and the Pan today, which are two um,
2: brilliant golf courses. In. But there's a story about the Hague and the this this mo- this month. It's kind of an amazing story about how, the original course was blown up in the war and they came and bought a course from the man who had a course built for him in the dunes in in the Hague. Which, it's a brilliant golf course, wild and crazy and fantastic.
0: Mm. Well done, Clates. You're better at selling this stuff than I am. At McKellarMagazine.com. <laughs> um, brilliant story by Steve Zivin. Um uh, yeah anyway i'm not going to give it away here you got to you got to buy the magazine hey we're we're really uh, need some support here uh, listen uh, Jay Jay released a long statement yesterday obviously he is trying to uh, he's been for uh, come back and he's trying to tell the world he is back and he is in charge after the fiasco of the uh the PIF merger agreement framework agreement whatever you want to call it uh, all sorts of things it's, the statement has been posted on twitter by uh, lots of people uh, lots of um stuff in there about um jason gore got a promotion shack what do you think about that
1: yeah yeah very uh interesting uh, news there and he he actually i just saw we'll talk about it, some quotes from him on this distance topic uh doing some interviews as well so i don't know maybe this is they've decided uh they should put him out front a little bit more since the commissioner uh is not great at at uh at interviews how do you think Jimmy Donnell will take his demotion, Shaq? I think he'll be fine with it. I think he, uh, <laughs> my sense is he's, uh, yeah, he, he did his thing and he's probably wisely going to step back and, uh, let, let, uh, other people deal
0: with this stuff. But I don't know. Who knows with these, these people? What we want to talk about uh, in this, uh, mm. short podcast is the, uh, the announcement from Malrahan that the PGA tour will not be adopting the modified local rule as uh, proposed model, by... model local rules. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, well, he Oh, Oh yes. He's called it modified. And I didn't notice that. I'm oh, did he? Oh geez. Here. Oh
1: dear Lord. I didn't <laughs> yeah, even yeah. notice that. That's, that's amazing.
0: Uh, uh, anyway, amongst the, the other, th- he drops it in at the end. I say oh, near the end of the, um, of the two-page memo. Uh, I'll read it to you, uh, Clay, and so I want you, just your uh, reaction, uh, initial reaction. Yeah, here's a quote. Um, uh, As you know, we've spent the last two years undertaking a comprehensive analysis of distance on the PGA Tour and its impact. Although there has been some level of support for limiting future increases, there is widespread and significant belief the, pro- the proposed modified model local rule is not warranted ah. and is not in the best interest of the game. Following a discussion on the topic at the recent Players' Advisory Council meeting, we have notified the USGA and the RNA that while the PGA Tour is committed to collaborating with them and all industry partners, uh, that's you, Titelist, to arrive at a solution that will best serve our players, our fans, and the game at all levels, we are not able to support the MLR as proposed. Clates, what do you think? Well, predictably, it's kind of a pathetic response to the issue, which is, shows no
2: historical or architectural understanding of the problems of the ball going too far. And, you know, clearly it's it's the manufacturer's agenda and a bunch of players who've got, again, no historical perspective on the game and how courses are played. And it shows no awareness of the game outside of the PGA Tour. You know, what happens in Australia where to Royal Melbourne and Kingston Heath and Sengdale in Britain and, and the great, old you know the courses outside of the PJ tour and how they play. I mean, it's completely it shows complete lack of unawareness of you know, you know, how the distance the ball travels is affecting the game not only on the PJ tour, but all over the world. So it's a typically insular decision based by an insular organization who care about 120 players. When, when clearly it's a much bigger issue than this. And what's interesting is what the Japanese tour do, what the European tour do, what the Australian tour do. Obviously, the majors are going to go with the modified ball, the USGA. So the US Open, the British Open, the Open. And the Masters are clearly going to go with the modified ball. The Australian Open will go with the the RNA. I suspect the Asian tour will. I don't know what the European tour are going to do. But the, the, the potential is the likelihood of having 125 plus players playing one ball and the rest of the world playing something else, which is a complete disaster. And it leaves them isolated. And I think the rest of the world saying, to hell with the PJ Tour. They can do whatever they like. We're going to look after the best interests of the game.
1: Sounds like a mess to me, Shaq. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a lovely optimistic take from Clates. <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite see it that way. Uh, but I think to your point, this, yes, uh, I, I don't agree that Jay Monaghan was uh, reassure, uh reasserting his power. He's basically now full on lemming in terms of just carrying out the wishes of a few players. And this memo made that very clear. Um, and not a, a number of levels. One, I mean, he has uh, been on the record before about after learning the hard way that they need to be uh, supportive of the uh, organization's they were involved in this process Lawrence the entire time the PGA tour so they knew exactly what was happening and we got to the modified model local rule yeah. the modified is because of the PGA tour and and the manufacturers are trying to find some way to keep them happy so um they dropped the driver element of this they they you know God knows what else they've probably done to to keep them happy and they're still not happy uh and so we then we get the revelation today uh from Jason Gore that uh it really they don't like the idea of bifurcation well the the, the this 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 was a modified uh proposal because they're trying to avoid um the whining of of players uh and some of the comments my gosh they're, they're just all over the place I I I got snippy with Michael Kim on Twitter. I I don't know why I dove in. He just gave all this contradictorily contradictory rambling crap. Anyway, but they are they're so all over the map on this. So now it's there against bifurcation. Uh, well, uh, so if they had done a full rollback for everybody, they would have whined about that. And nobody nobody in the last point, nobody wants to make the case and explain that if this is done right, that 99% of the golfers won't even know a difference. Um, so good. I mean, the great news is they want no bifurcation, no model local rule. Good. So let's just do it for everybody. Um, the average man won't be harmed and, and we'll move along. Of course, the manufacturers also, by the way, passed on the opportunity to do more, to innovate for the everyday golfer uh, and to, to open up the rules that way. So they're just they're flailing. And the point is Jay is just carrying out the wishes to keep the, the, the job. And, um, the idea that this group of players right now is, is, uh, making decisions is just frightening. It's absolutely frightening. They have shown themselves to be, uh, consistently ignorant. Uh, and, and you, you just can't have the, 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 the inmates, uh, making the decisions the way they are. It's, it's just not a productive situation. So, I hope Clates is right. I hope the rest of the world and the uh, governing bodies just say screw you, and we're we're moving forward. And if you wanna, you wanna continue down this road of being an exhibition tour
0: uh, with no cuts and pandering to manufacturers, have at it. So bif- uh, no bifurcation, Clates. Uh, roll back ball for everybody. Is it? Do you think that would sell? Do you think that would pe- the general public would buy into that? Well, the problem is it's an American-centric
2: debate. We've already had, in a, it, the whole world went through this forty years ago. Everyone lost. Well, the the longest players gave up 25 yards when they switched from the small ball to the big ball. No amateurs complained. No amateurs gave up. We just the whole. It was a sensible decision. The whole world moved on. But because it's centered in America, where the manufacturers only have distance to sell, everyone's obsessed with distance, and they think they're taking something away that they've earned, which is the average amateur who swings at 95 miles an hour. Isn't going to, I suspect, is, is going to notice no difference at all. Yep. Or if they do, move up five yards on the tees, because that's all they're going to lose. And this is about 120 players who, like I said, are clueless when it comes to architecture or the history of how Alistair McKenzie or George Thomas or Harry Colt thought the, the, the questions a golf course should ask. One of which was, should the best players in the world occasionally hit more than a six iron to a par four? I mean, you know, the, the, the best shot of the year, unquestionably, was Rory's 200 at, at the 18th hole at Renaissance, a 200 shot into a par four. I mean, you never see that. Almost literally never do you see one of the best players in the world getting a 200 to a par four. And it was like, this incredible shot. Well, why don't we want to see more of that? Why don't we just want to see a continuation of, you know, how long is the last hole at LA Country Club, Jeff? 520
1: yards, uh, 490 uh, uh, uphill, 43 feet uphill. So it's plays about 520. Yeah,
2: that's a driver seven on. I mean, what are we? What would we rather see? A driver two on or a driver seven on? You know, what's more likely to bring out the most skillful player? What's more fun to watch? You know,
1: at uh, Clay's, Clay's to your point, what was the shot of the year?
2: <laughs> Rory's two
1: on at Renaissance. Yeah. You you mentioned it last week, multiple times,
0: shot of the year, without question, right? <laughs> yeah. But can, can you sell it to the general public that they should be using a rollback ball? If if you want to sustain this fantasy that we're playing the same equipment as, as the pros. Or, or that you're getting the same
1: benefits. And that's ultimately the problem, Lawrence, is that you can't sell it because nobody involved here wants to say that the equipment, that is being sold right now and used and optimized by the tour players that they're want you to buy uh, is not giving you the same benefits that they're getting. And nobody wants to say that nobody wants to call the manufacturers liars um, because the, and, and, you know, it's a marketing position. I get it by the companies, um, but it's also a little bit disingenuous. They really, truly aren't doing everything they can as to make things that are better for the newer player or the, the average Joe, they just want to keep selling. And we, we hoped, we thought there was hope that they would break from this, you know, going into the influencer game and they just can't, they're addicted to selling people what the pros play. And so until somebody's willing to call that out from the organizations and say, look, you know, we know there is a chart. We know there is a chart with club head speeds and what you would lose distance wise with this, this model local rule ball, and they just won't make it public. And I think if they did, we would see that that it's a very small number of people who would be truly impacted if if everybody played that ball, which isn't even gonna happen.
0: So it's a mess. Yeah, it is a mess. Uh, Clay, so you're close, I'm gonna ask you this because you're a little bit closer in time to this. What was the world like um when the ball was by for Kate?
2: Nicholas would come to Australia, Gary Player. Bruce Devlin, Bruce Crampton, Al Palmer, they came to Australia and they played the small ball. When went back to America, they played the big ball. They came to the Open Championship every year and played the small ball. It wasn't a big deal. They just adjusted. Hogan came to Carnoustie in 1953. Came a week, two weeks early, practice. He played with the small ball. You know, Nicholas won the World Cup in Florida in 1971 using the small ball because he'd just come from Australia. You could play the World Cup with a small ball. So he played it in Florida with with the the 1.62-inch ball. So they they just switched around. Um, The issue was um, that they would come – the best Australian players at the time, Jack Newton, Bob Shearer, the guys who wanted to play in America were, you know, should they play with a big ball in Australia and give up 25 yards? because they wanted to play with the ball they knew they'd have to play with when they went to the United States. That was the problem. And, and there was this sort of five or six-year period where, well, it wasn't even that long, where the Australian tournaments were, some. There were a couple of players would play the big ball, most would play the small ball. But they knew when they went out of Australia, you know, the Open went to the big ball in 1974, the European Tour, I think, in maybe the late, very late 70s, Australians who were certainly by 1978 and were playing the big ball and the amateurs switched, everyone switched in 1983. So there was this weird kind of period where they were using both balls. But, you know, the, the big amateur tournaments in Australia switched before. So the Australian amateur was a big ball tournament two or three years before every club player switched. So there was this weird kind of period where it was all mixed up. But no one complained. Everyone just played, and it didn't really matter. It wasn't a big deal.
0: The irony of uh, you know, Jack Nicklaus going around the world, playing whatever equipment he was presented with, and uh, j- just getting out, getting on with it, and winning. And meanwhile, Justin Thomas is bitching about losing ten yards or fifteen yards off his uh, off his driver. It's uh, and yet, and yet, Justin Thomas gets to decide the direction of golf. I mean, this fucking excuse me, this obsession with contemporary players and and giving them all this power way out of uh. Proportion to yeah. what they have given back to the golf, their you know their their presence in the historical record of golf. I mean, Jack Nicholas is going to be long remembered, long remembered after uh, you know the you know Max Homer and Justin Thomas and Michael Kim and all these guys. Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? Well, it's completely. Mad. So,
2: so, are we assuming that the three majors are going to go with the modified ball,
1: Jack? I think so. I mean, you, you, I mean, I wrote today in the newsletter, I, I think the math hasn't changed. Fred Ridley has been very clear how he feels. So I, that's three, three majors too. And the PGA of America, you know, they'll just, they're, they're kind of, <laughs> kind of pathetic. They'll just follow whatever uh, they, they think will sell them. Yeah. I mean, golf club professionals love free equipment. So there's that element. And yeah, um, and, and the PGA of America will just do whatever the Tour wants. So it's three to two, essentially, if you put the five organizations together. Um, and there's no, chance, you know, there's no chance the Australian
2: Open doesn't go with the modified ball. Not that anyone cares about the Australian Open, but the Australian Open will do it. My guess is that the Japanese Tour will do it. I think the European Tour will probably do it. Uh, and who knows? No,
0: no chance. No chance the yeah, European Tour
2: no.
1: does it.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <that's>, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the alliance is strong in these ones. <laughs> Here, can, can I just quickly touch on the politics of it? Uh, so, uh, if you look at the statement, there's just just one little line that I, I uh, that my eye and it was uh, I can't find a bloody statement. Yeah, uh, although there has been some level of support for limiting future increases. Well, let me uh, let me translate that. Uh, Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods have. Uh, yeah. been supporting a, a, a roll pack. And uh, as, he, as Jay has done uh, with the, the PIF stuff, the framework agreement, I mean, he's completely shafted those two. Um, I'm guessing, uh, Jeff, you might have an insight on this. I'm guessing that that relationship, the relationship between Monaghan and these and two most powerful players, well, contemporary players, Tiger and Rory, is completely shot and he's kind of given up on that.
1: It feels that way. I mean, I, I cannot believe how quiet tiger has been to the point i'm i'm almost concerned um you know no congratulatory uh, you know he usually congratulates a, a, a winner of a major uh, i mean the only time he's chimed in on twitter was to shoot down uh those ridiculous talking points that he'd ever seen them and so he has been unbelievably quiet and then, and then rory yeah, canceling all of his news conferences makes clear he, he just doesn't want to be put in a setting where he has to discuss this at this point um and I think he really probably regrets be my hunch all the time he put into this and what he got out of it. So he's returning the favor now with, with silence. And, uh, yeah, there were a few people kind of complained that he had set a time and canceled on it, but it's interesting. I, I sense that other than the live bros and the, the night, uh, the, 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 trolls and the wackos that are just obsessed with him, the people kind of understand it, you know, they respect it and that doesn't happen generally when somebody suddenly goes quiet and they they de- decline interviews or they don't want to talk i think it shows you that people uh, have an, an enormous amount of uh trust and faith and respect for him and boy having him go quiet and and have your spokespeople be some of the people that we're looking at now uh <laughs> and and on the task force to find a new policy board member all that stuff uh wow what a what a uh what a loss for the tour to if that's the case, that, that Rory's going to go silent. But uh, that's that's the consequence of how they've behaved in this.
0: Uh, yeah, their most uh, popular figure and their most articulate, certainly by far their most articulate figure uh, or spokesman, uh, McIlroy, is clearly just um, not having it with uh, Jay Mon and, and, and his behaviour in the PG Tour at this stage. And and, and I guess this will just deepen the riff if, if that riff exists. Again, ignored ignored on PIF, ignored on, on the, 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 rollback. It's uh but the PGA tour seems to be, you know, they seem to be doing this quite a lot. now. I mean, they, they screwed all their, uh, they screwed their, uh, their, a lot of their players, macro amongst them over the, the Saudi stuff. And now they're screwed after spending months and months and months in negotiations and partnership with, uh, with Augusta national, USGA and the RNA. They've now turned around and shafted, shafted them as well. It's uh that is the most unusual part. Uh, and I wrote
1: about this. They need friends right now. Um, yeah. why are you, why are you getting into another, another spat, uh, over something that, that, uh, as Andy Johnson's pointing out relentlessly on Twitter, uh, could potentially help your product. What, what, I mean, they don't even have an open mind about that side of it and they haven't for a long time. There are a few people internally who do, and that really just again speaks to where they are as an organization. They're just about money and playing opportunities for for people uh, and all and the next deal and, and all this weird stuff. They really ha- they have no regard for the game and it's a, it's now offensive when Jay puts that in writing that they're doing this for the, the best interests of the game. I mean, this organization has been shown to have literally no interest in regard for the health of the game at this point and, and it comes right on the heels. Of, of another week with the rna and a few weeks ago with the the usga where you can see tangible evidence where they are trying to do uh the right thing and maybe and maybe more than they've ever done and maybe beyond what some of the the old time types with the usga and the rna would like to see i mean that there there are people who believe they're going too far in their efforts uh to give back to the game that they should stick to just rulemaking. Uh <laughs> you know, they can't win. But and I know Frank Hannigan, the late great Frank Hannigan, felt that way. It wasn't their job. But it's not just grow the game stuff. It's you know, turf grass and research and, and all sorts of other stuff that's pretty smart. And there are a lot of smart people doing good work. And and for the tour to claim they're the ones looking out for the game, give me a
0: break. I think I know for a fact that I was. Certain types are uh, quite a significant portion of the RNA membership is uh, is mad. <laughs> is hang on a minute, you know, I, we, we're doing you know we're doing too much to grow the game. Are <laughs> we a yeah. club? Uh, here, Clates, let me try and do uh let me try and make uh, lemonade uh, out of lemons rather than uh, lemons out of lemonade. Uh, be pretty fun to spend a year watching this PGA tour with this particular you know this uh, rocket ball. And then we get to a major championship and, oh, we've got a rollback ball. That would be, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Well, what, what they should do now is actually roll it back
2: to where they should be rolling it back to. Now that the tour has rejected you know, the compromised rollback, position, now they should roll it back 20% and say, you guys want to come play? Your, your ball's going 265 yards. We're going to make it as different as we can for you guys. Yeah, and roll it back to what it should be rolled back to.
1: And yeah. the driver or the driver face, right, Clates? So let's give, Let's bring that put that back on the table because that's you know, the that one I thing. keep hearing about. Is yeah. that they're the people are just annoyed that they drop that. That that's a more, that's as substantial if not more in this discussion.
2: You now, if these guys want to play the major, you're going to play with a different driver, a different ball. It'll drive them crazy. And and you know the, the threat will be well, we'll stop playing the majors. You know if, if we don't play the majors, the majors, are, you know, we'll we'll kill them. Well, you know if the players start doing that stuff. The public are going to get even more fed up with them. You, you arrogant, entitled dicks. Who do you think you are?
0: You're dead right. You make a great point, as usual. Uh, you know, let's go the whole way. Let's let's have a ball in the majors that moves a bit more. That would identify the very best players, the guys who can play all the shots. It would be that would be. Oh, I couldn't I couldn't wait to watch the worst, the the first Masters where that was in play. Yeah, that's the crazy thing is. You know, we, I, I
2: think we all know how much more interesting the game would be if the ball didn't go as far. And I don't get why the... Well, I understand why the best players... Rory and Tiger are too big to be hurt by the manufacturers. They don't care what the manufacturers tell them. They're going to say what they think. Every other, every other guy out there is owned by the manufacturers. And even if they want the ball roll back, they're never going to say it because they're getting paid too much. So, you know, that's the problem. But I don't understand why... If you're one of the best players... Surely you want the game to be as hard to play as, as you can make it. Yeah. So, all the modern balls done, the modern drivers done, is make the game easier and easier and easier to play for those guys. And the courses have not kept up with it. Because if you want to go back and play the clubs that Arnold Palmer and Nichols were playing, the course is 7,800 yards
0: at least. Hence the parity in the pro game, Jeff. It's all these mediocre players that look like great players.
1: Well, I don't I don't ever like to use that word because I, I have respect for anybody who gets to that level. I th- I always like to say it's just it's just, you know, a great, great, <laughs> great players are being elevated to another level and, and the super great, extra great, whatever you want to call them, generational talents are losing a little something. And and I think it's important to note that so that you don't insult players. But you, you and we know uh, what well, we don't know, but we sense <laughs> that, Rory, this is what where he came around on this topic was realizing he has some shots the way Phil Mickelson had shots, the way Tiger Woods has shots uh, that, that other players didn't have and repeating swings and things that, that were special talents that, that are sort of muted or dulled uh, in this with this equipment. And that's, again, as you watch this obvious parody again, why isn't the tour curious that, And I, know, it's a player organization. It's a tricky conversation, but a strong commissioner would say, you know, we have to look at this. We have to wonder, are we not separating our fields enough uh, uh, because of equipment? It It could be, it could be, there is no evidence. And the tour studied, for instance, they studied range finders. They found they didn't speed up play. They killed the range finder notion except at the PGA championship. So they can do this homework, but they're obviously distracted. But they don't. They just don't show a curiosity about making their product better, and it's
0: uh, it's pathetic. If I'm in the marketing department of the PGA Tour, I, I'm going to the, the commission and say, "Hey, we need to create stars." Yeah. <laughs> the, the way this wow. game, the, the way we're playing our tournaments right now with this equipment, we, you know, the best players are unable to separate themselves sufficiently. So from a from an entertainment and mar- marketing standpoint, I mean, a, a, a modified ball would make complete
1: sense but they don't they don't make the connection they their view is well we just need to do we need more videos of so and so with dogs and with special needs children and and you know all that stuff that they do they don't think of it as uh which is why i get so uncomfortable with some of the things they do it's like really this is what you've come to uh how about some introspective uh, consideration for other elements that separate and make stars, and, um, and and we know that shop making creates personalities and 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 makes people interested in certain players when they have certain gifts that are, that are so that stand out, and and the equipment dulls some of that, but they don't know how to make that connection. Let me look how long tennis struggled with it uh, and and figuring it out. You know, when they it took having Pete Sampras just 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 serve ace after ace for them to finally realize that uh, something is is amiss. So, uh, and this is really a marketing organization. I mean, Jeff ogilvy said that to us on State of the Game. That's what they are. They're not. A, they're not a sports organization. Uh, so, expecting them to figure these things out is uh, probably very wishful thinking.
0: What about the point of the question I asked uh, Clates, uh, Jeff? The spectacle of a, of a Masters played with a rollback ball. I mean, God almighty. Firstly, what do you think if uh, Augusta National crawled back to Augusta Country Club and asked them to buy back that land at the back of the 13th? Yeah. Can we get a we can we get, yeah <laughs> Wait, Can we write it on?
1: Yeah, maybe they can write it down a little bit on the tax uh, taxes. Yeah. But that would be an that would be an awesome spectacle. I well, mean, we're gonna about have it? it. We're headed there, now in 2026. And by the way, it'll take the guys about 15 minutes on the launch monitor to adjust to the new balls. So, yeah, it, 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 don't get your hopes up that it'll be interesting. But I'm I'm with Clays. So I think they need to. I mean, I think they have to revisit everything. The driver face um whether this is the right amount uh whether the model local rule you fine all right if you guys don't like it let's let's examine why we need to do this local rule and um maybe we could put it out there that actually if we just do this the right way that uh we don't have to have separate model local rules for tournaments and uh see how the, man- and the manufacturers won't like that either they'll find a reason to complain about that as well
2: we think level still be there in 2026 and if so <laughs> What will they do? Because because Norman's a pro Robat guy, I think. You know, he's always complaining about,
1: you know, obsolete caused in Australia and the ball going too far. Well, we know that they could really differentiate themselves, right? <laughs> by by saying, ah, we're gonna we're gonna play play the game
0: as it was meant to be played. Uh, they won't do it though. <laughs> well, well, it's again just to t- talking about branding. I, I'm somewhat against the live brand, but it would be it would be yeah. perfect. It would make perfect sense for them. To, to have a, you know, a, a different ball from the PGA Tour. Uh, well, we are wildly in the, the, the area of speculation here because I presume it will be a, a unified tour by 2026, but God knows what, uh, God knows how that will happen or how we'll get there. Hey, Clates, uh, do you think uh, we should really wrap this up? Uh, it was meant to be a short podcast. Uh, do you think the, uh, the USGA and the RNA would have the balls to take on the PGA Tour? Over this issue, I, yeah, I think I think they'll
2: go with a rollback ball in twenty twenty six. You guys come to the Open and the US Open, you play with this ball, which is makes it even stupider for Titus because it means they're making a ball for three tournaments, plus the Australian <laughs> Open, I assume, and, you know it's like just it'll be a ludicrous
0: situation. But you know they can't back down at this stage. I don't think. I mean, I agree because of the particular leadership of both organisations at this point, Mike Wan, Martin Slumbers. But, I mean, over the years, I haven't shown much of a backbone in in the face of manufacturers and players. Um, I I just wonder where your confidence comes from.
2: Well, because they're talking about sustainable golf. You know, golf, you know, is golf sustainable with the ball going, you know, we've said it a million times, so I have, the freaking one generation, Gordon Sargent, is the norm in the next. So he's 375 yards. I mean, at what point does the game become entirely ridiculous?
0: Yeah, college coach told me recently there are 25 Gordon sergeants on, co- wow. in the, on the college golf circuit right now. I mean, look yeah. at Crystal Lamprecht yeah. uh, uh, last week. Um, he got away with it on day one. 26% of the
1: fairways hit. I did look it up. Uh, uh, he got the you're right. He got away with it, but good for him. It's it's not going to go away. and It's only going to get worse and worse
2: and worse. And at what point do people get tired of watching the best
0: players in the world and a wedge in every hole? They're already tired of it. What do you think, Jeff? Do you think USGA and the R&A have got, have got the spine for this? I'm not as confident as
1: Clayton's because so much is going on. But, I, but I, I would say the thing that gives me the most confidence uh, would be Fred Ridley's position and wanting to support the organization's and, and the math, as I wrote in the newsletter uh, last night uh, after a lovely day at the beach and <laughs> a chance to read this memo and ponder it, uh, watching the sunset and thinking, you know, it just still comes down to that math. And uh, those those three championships are uh, uh, just in another league. Uh, sorry, but the PGA Championship is better, but it's still not, you know, on the level of the U.S. Open, the, the Open. And the masters, and that's ultimately what uh, they have going for them. And uh, I, I really believe, and especially, I think the most interesting one is Mike Wan. When you see how you know his background, you know this isn't really why he wanted to take the job to have to sell this, but he knows how to sell it. He gets he gets the core issues. He spent the time with the people who do the work, and he he gets it now, and he is uh, very effective at at, uh, pushing back on arguments. So ultimately I think we, I, yeah, again, I, I mean, the, the, Jason Gore comments to Michael Breed on uh, Sirius, I think will be something to, to keep an eye out for if, um, if, if, if he was, uh, and then it's in an article by David Dusek at golf week, but if, if he is sincere that they really truly don't like the idea of bifurcation, and that's all it is. Well, then we'll we'll, we'll see. I don't be, I I and I'm not calling Jason a liar, but I do I I don't I don't necessarily believe that is it's it, all of it. I really believe it's just mostly guys wanting to channel the 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 desires of titleist and uh nothing more than that. It's just it's just one company that uh is relentless and and doesn't uh see any alternatives and um and isn't open to the driver face element of this either. They just, uh, yeah, they, 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 they're never going to be happy.
0: Uh, if I'm the PGA America, do you really want to be the odd one out? The other three majors are played with one ball, and I'm the last major standing. I'm already the kind of runt of the litter. Do I want to be the odd one out? Well, you wouldn't think so, but they're always going to be the fourth until they go
2: start moving the PGA Championship around the world. It's always going to be the fourth major because no one outside of America cares about it anywhere near to the same extent they care about the, the two National Opens and the Masters. So, you know, if they isolate themselves further from the majors, then they become less relevant and even less important. than them. Well, they're important, but but the, the other three clearly separate themselves further again because the average
0: amateur watching golf wants to see the game be more difficult to play, I think. You've just been on a tour of golf courses with your work, uh, Clates. Uh, is there much chat about all this stuff amongst the, the people you've come across well, it's more of an issue in Australia than it is in England. I mean, the English don't,
2: they just play golf. They're not, they're much less enamored with this debate than perhaps Australians are, but I don't know, really. I mean, no one I spoke to cares about it over here. You know, in two courses in Holland, not that it came up, but if you ask them, I doubt they would, they would couldn't care less one way or the other. But, you know, as we said at the start, it's a deba- it's a debate dominated by America because and people who don't understand that we've been through this before. with no ill effects at all, one ounce of ill effect. In fact, what it spawned was the great generation of European players because Ballesteros, Valde, Lange, those guys who grew up playing with a small ball, if, if they had to play their whole career switching back and forward, they never would have had the, the, the success they had. So the unintended consequence the rest of the world going to the big ball, was that within five years of the first big ball open in 1974, Ballesteros had won the open. That never would have happened if he'd been switching back and forward to the small ball. So, you know, be, I just, you know, but Americans don't get that debate because they, they weren't involved in it. And they don't understand that this was a, it was a seamless transition almost, you know, the last time it happened. And it would be a seamless transition again because the players within a month would go, this isn't that big a deal because it wouldn't be that big a deal. And, and they've got, you know, we, you know, I was one of a th- thousand players who switched from the small world to the big world with no track man, no video, no, no nothing. You just figured it out. And these guys have got all the information, all the technology they need. They could do it in 20 minutes on a launch monitor.
1: Well, and the ball, the size of the ball is not changing, Clates. I mean, you know, not I remember really. I played the small ball. It's tiny. It looks tiny, and we know that the if you could, yeah, yeah, I've practiced with the Magna ball. It's a little bit bigger. It's easier to hit a bigger ball. It's that it was actually a more difficult situation, besides the obvious lack of of launch monitor uh, access and all the other things you mentioned. It's just a smaller ball. It was it was and, not easy,
2: and and every every shot was different. You know, it was different. Or well, chips and bunker shots, and, you know, they would every shot was different. Putting was kind of the same, but, it, you know, what it wasn't really. But chipping and pitching the ball, playing bunker shots, was way different from a small ball to a big ball. Yeah. And it, and it was way different. It was way more difficult. It, I think it was harder to chip with a small ball. And it was much more difficult to hit a big ball into the wind because it was a big ball, essentially... You know, the pro-trash tightness was designed for American conditions, which were obviously much less windy than playing golf in Britain or Australia. So they had a low-trash ball, which, you know, was better. And Dunlop came out with the DDH, which was, a, which was a great ball in the wind. And then titlers kind of came out with the 384 and, you know, things got better. But playing with a pro-trash tightness in Australia was, well, wow, it, was, it wasn't easy because it wasn't designed for the wind. It was designed to go in the air, not along the ground.
0: Here, Clay, so, uh, sorry, uh, Jeff, as the only American, this is all your fault. So you can uh, answer the yeah. uh, the final question. Um, where are we going from here? What happens now over the next six months? I guess we'll be waiting for statements from the RNA and the USGA. Uh, yeah, I
1: think they'll uh, they'll do their, their homework and they'll probably sit back and watch as the uh, debacle unfolds with the tour and, and live. And, uh, you know, they've really done a nice job, I think of, of not engaging, but at some point they have to engage and push back on some of the arguments. Uh, and I've had that discussion with, uh, people within the organizations asking, and I, uh, yeah, you know, I, we've mentioned on state of the game and you and I, yeah, I think they need to put some of these, the, the data out. They need to put, um, this chart with club Ed speeds. They need to talk more about the safety issues. Uh, the courses face and they need to talk more about, um, the skill slash injury element. They won't do the injury thing, sadly, because they don't want to be seen as picking on players, but I think they need to make their case. They have effective people at making that case and, uh, they will, but I, but I sense they will realize that the, the best approach for them is to stay quiet because there's still time. It's still a ways away. And, um, they will, they will pick their spots and they will get everything aligned and they will, they will act. I just, I think it's up to us to, to, to take this opportunity to say, okay, if the tour is against the bifurcation, then let's do this properly in a way that um, is, is cleaner and easier. And let's revisit the driver. You know, I asked that of slumbers in the press conference and and it, he did make clear at some point they are going to come and look at the driver face and this was political that really for them to have dropped it at this point to get this part done. So, if the other side's going to go this route and wants to dumb it down even more, well, then no, you should hold your ground and maybe revisit the other part if they're going to show themselves to be uh, not interested. And, in, uh, you know, I mean, the idea that they want to water this down more again, I don't want to repeat myself too many times, but they were involved in this process the entire way. And it is it is unprofessional. It's rude. It's pathetic that at this point, because one guy's job and wants to keep his private jet and his fifteen million dollars a year, and will just do whatever the players want. That that he representing his organization, undermine the work of the people who work for him. In in I mean, those meetings are not interesting, Lawrence. They're not fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not an enjoyable task to be doing this stuff and they did it. Yeah. I don't know if these were the right solutions, but they were involved. And then to just kind of undercut all that at this point, it's just why this organization can't be trusted in any way at this point, uh, on any, on any topic. And, and, uh, they're just running around in circles to appease, uh, some guys who just happen to be at the right place at the right time. And it's, it's sad. It's pathetic. And and it needs to uh, needs to change.
0: Yeah, reflecting on it, Clates, um, I mean, Monaghan, I mean, the utter confusion, the disarray, the uncertainty. I mean, what an absolute disaster of a commissioner he has turned out to be. Well, at this point, yeah, it's you know not an unreasonable conclusion, is it, <laughs> Jack?
1: Uh, Sadly. Yeah. And I, I think it's uh, shocking in a way because he does know the game well, and he listens to people. I mean, that's the part I struggle with. And and again, he, he, I look, Hey, that's a great amount of money to make and a great, uh, perk to have that jet. I, I, I understand. Um, but his job is also to, to, um, to, to earn that money in a way by, by being uh, a voice of the room that sometimes says, you know, these are things we have to guys, you've got to trust me on this, or you've got to listen to some other people. And he, he's just lost that, that uh, place uh, that, that his predecessor had. Uh, and maybe he had it because he was, I don't know, smarter. I, I think Jay knows and gets the game way more than Fincham. And that's, I guess, what kind of crushes me is this is somebody who's worked at different jobs in the, in the sport, loves the great courses, uh, loves the history of the game, respects great players, you know, all the stuff is there. Um, but he's been, and I think it's why he probably had a, a health issue. He he probably knows in, in, in his heart that, that, that he's being, he's running around to, to please a group of people that um, he has to do it as part of the job he's lost control of it and um i don't know you know trying to get it back is really tough and so part of me does have empathy for for the plight um uh but he's he's also put himself uh in that position by just uh and i've seen it just not being um uh that that person that's a, a willing to to say no to a player and to, to annoy him a little bit um and Fincham had that ability to just uh to draw the line at some point. And certainly Dean Beeman did. I and mean, he had his weird little little peccadillos, but he really valued the importance of certain elements of the game. And I can only imagine what he's uh thinking at the moment.
2: Not a chance Beeman would have gone down this line. No. He'd been fully behind it. Zilch.
0: <laughs> <Zero>. Zilch. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I-, I can't believe we're harking back to the glory days of Tim Finchman's PG. Uh, Dean Tour- Beeman <laughs> hey listen very quickly I'm not ending this podcast without mentioning tacked on to the end of that uh, Monnet's statement is the announcement well everybody knew anyway Mm. that they're partnering with uh, Barstool Sports Barstool Sport TV is showing uh, the Corn Ferry Tour I mean this I mean Barstool uh, Barstool is an organisation credibly accused over the years of uh, promoting misogyny and rape culture uh, but now uh, this is the kind of organisation organisation that the PGA Tour wants to get into bed with. It's, uh, I mean, I, I, it's just quite quite breathtaking. Um, but, but I guess the pursuit of the emotionally stunted, hate-filled frat boy demo, demographic is uh, never stops. Jeff, does it?
1: It's it's relentless, and I I don't uh, I don't I don't understand it. I get you want to you want to bring in a lot of fans, but. Uh... When you've spent so much time on that group, uh, you, you're going to really turn off a lot of uh, others. It's it's, uh, it's just one on a long list of oddities right now in the in the game.
0: Right, Clay, you're a you're a big Barstool guy, obviously, aren't you? I mean, you must like their in-depth yeah, analysis. I, I don't know anything about it except Dan Rappaport works for him,
2: doesn't he? He does. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I know about him. So anyway, they're blocked on Twitter.
0: Couldn't care less about him. Uh, not surprised. Anyway, listen, great to talk to you, Clay. It's great to talk to you, Jeff. Thanks Thank all. you, Lawrence. that you then I
1: It's what? Been-